0: Hello. Welcome in. We are live. Well, right now I'm the only one that's live. No one's on here just yet, but I think people will filter in soon. Um, So for those of you listening on the podcast, this is as usual. We're doing the new format. So live stream on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and LinkedIn. If you're on any of those platforms, follow me and I might just jump on live sometime. Um, If you're on... Um the internet and want to ask me a question about home design or floor plans or building any of that fun stuff hit me up I would love to hear from you. Um today's podcast is sponsored by the roomlayoutguide.com. Go to roomlayoutguide.com. If you are drawing your own floor plan or want to start drawing floor plans, um this is a resource, a tool I made that helps you know what size Things need to be. So, whether that's a powder room, a kitchen island, um, the walkways in your kitchen, how much space do you need beside a freestanding tub? All this stuff is on there. It's all dimensioned. I've got my notes on there as well. So, it's a yeah, really awesome tool for those of you looking to get into that. It's roomlayoutguide.com. Cool. Let's see here. I'm trying to think if there's any other life news. Our business news to share before I get going. Um, I don't think so. Nothing major, major I can think of. Um, Yeah, just hanging out. Um, For those of you on TikTok, feel free to throw a question in the comments there. Um, Today, I, um, as Some of you know, I'm in a handful of Facebook groups and things like that. Um, And it's helpful to know what questions people are asking um, as they're in their build projects. And so I wanted to go over one that I see often. Um, That is the lot prep or site cost. So this is usually something that people are a little surprised by when they get bids back um, for pricing. Um, And... Yeah, it's um, something that is usually more expensive than people anticipate. Um, they don't anticipate everything on this list and they have confusions about the the pricing and things. So I figured I would take today and just go over, um, this is not an exhaustive list, but this is some common things I see that you can expect in your build. I'm not gonna have any pricing for you, um, but this is a good place to start. If you're thinking um, you know, you have a lot you're thinking of building, um, this is a great place to start to um start asking the right questions, figure out what these costs are going to be, figure out who to talk to. Um, so hopefully this this helps with that. And just yeah, get your eyes wide open to the process instead of going in blind, getting this lot and not knowing really much about about it. So lot prep site costs in no particular order. Um, first thing i had was distance to build um so some builders have pricing on their website it usually includes like a standard city driveway um so if you're on acreage and you want to be 120 feet back from the road or anything um that driveway can get really expensive whether it's concrete asphalt gravel like any of those things um can be pricey so um i would just warn you of that it's um, something to get good bids on early. Um, it can revolve involve, um, earthwork as well. You can be moving dirt around. Um, you might need a retaining wall to hold up some portion or all of that driveway. Um, so yeah, lots of stuff going into that. Um, another sneaky little one is a culvert. So if it this usually happens, if you're in like a County lot, um, not necessarily in a city, but, um, A lot of county parcels will just handle the drainage right off the side of the road, Um, and it's like a swale, so it'll have grasses or weeds or something in there, but it's a little dip in the earth, and that's where the the water goes and drains to one direction. Well, if you're going to put a driveway over top of that, um, the water still needs to pass through underneath So a culvert is a steel pipe that um, is meant to carry that water, goes under your driveway, um, usually filled with stone around. Um, And yeah, so that's something to anticipate from the driveway aspect i just got this comment on tiktok and it made me laugh squints from sandlot question mark um no i am not the grown-up squints from sandlot that would be awesome love that movie Um, but my name is adam i design homes for a living i worked with home builders for a long time but now i provide the service of designing them floor plans so um that's how i spend most of my days is floor plans with various builders and custom clients um not shooting movies and making royalties off of things like sandlot um all right back to our list lot prep just things you can expect um tree clearing is a big one now, this is probably the most obvious one to people um if you have a really wooded lot and you know your a house needs to go in there yeah you're gonna need to take some trees down um Builders have different recommendations for the distance between a house and a tree. I've heard anywhere from like um 15 to 20 or 30 feet. Forgive me, this is off the top of my head. This may be wrong. Um but yeah, there's so there's a the distance in which you don't want to leave a house let's uh, leave a house. Leave a tree within a distance to your home um because either a the tree's going to die or b it's just in a problematic spot where it may fall on um, during construction in a storm or it falls on your home because you've taken out some of the root system. It's just hard to save all those. So plan on not just taking out the trees within your footprint, but also a decent perimeter around there. Um, I'd say 20 feet plus or minus um, is what I recall off the top of my head. Um, also you'll need tree clearing for um, your septic field potentially and your driveway. Um, so make sure and include those in there as well. Um, we'll get to sept- septics in a second. Um, but another big cost, this one is probably one of the hardest to see. And that is the earthwork or dirt moving, um, moving dirt around gets really expensive and it's hard to tell. Um, especially from someone who doesn't do this often, how much, Dirt is going to need to be moved, um, or, and, or brought in, hauled off the site, moved around on your site. These, all these three things are really included in that. Um, and yeah, there's some surveyors will do a cut fill analysis for you. Um, so that's a good thing to ask for after your home is designed, you send them the dimensioned foundation plan and they will do a cut fill analysis. Um, and they'll show you how much earth needs to be cut out in order to create the volume for your basement or crawl or whatever you have. And then how much needs to be filled back in to bring the grade up to where you need to be, be at. That's a good barometer. It's not perfect though, because of spoils and hauling. Like all this stuff gets lost in the process. So a couple of rules of thumb I would stick to. Um, one is if your lot drops drastically so if it falls um in elevation in the building envelope more than like eight feet you're probably going to need to bring in some dirt and or fill that's that's more more than eight feet is typically more than the average walkout you can do taller basement walls you can do um deeper footings, bring in stone. Like there's a lot of ways to remedy this, but this is this is one thing where you'll need to pay attention to. So if your lot falls a ton, the 15 to 20 feet range, you could be looking at a lot, a lot of work. We're talking about all of the above as far as bringing in stone, bringing in um, earth to make up the grade, taller foundation walls. You might have all that stuff. Um, the other condition in which you might need um, to you might have a high cost in earth moving is if your lot slopes up. So if you're standing at the curb and you're looking at your land and the land is higher than the curb, it typically means you're going to need to haul some dirt off of that site. If it's a lot higher, again, if we're talking like four to five feet and more, if it's if the back lot line is 10 feet higher than you are at the curb, like a full story up, like that's a, that's a lot of dirt you're going to need to haul. Um, Yeah. There's, there's a lot, a lot that goes into this. Um, I would say this is one of those things where I love getting a builder involved early, especially one that really knows how to walk a site and can understand the grade and have them help you answer this question. Are we going to have to move dirt on the site either on or off um, it can cost tens of thousands. It, it can cost a lot, and not always, but it can cost a lot of money to just truck dirt around, especially if you don't have a good place to, to dump it. So be ready for that. Um, I'm gonna get back to my list, just gonna check on the questions here for a second. I do architectural rendering for developers. Do you think private clients would pay for it? And <laughs> roughly how much? Um it depends. It depends on the client and their their need for visualization. So I include a rendering with all of my custom projects. I just feel like um, I want my clients to be excited about their project, and so I know delivering them a a CAD two-dimensional front elevation isn't that exciting. Even if it's a beautiful house, it's still really hard to grasp everything that's going on into it. So I like to render it for them to make sure, to give them the peace of mind that like this house is what you thought it was. um, And this is where we're going with it. Um, But I have had a handful of clients pay extra for sides and rear renderings um, or different color options on the front. So I could see those clients if they weren't provided an initial rendering. wanting that additional service um but yeah it's not everybody um even even something as low as like a couple hundred bucks could scare off some clients where they're like no no thanks (laughs) you know so um it's a tough one to answer as far as the market and things go but um that's my two cents on that let's see here any other questions If I want an interior courtyard, would that cost more to incorporate into a build? Yes. Great question. Um, So, yes, it does cost more. And the reason it costs more is because exterior walls are expensive. Um, Exterior walls are expensive because there's so much that goes into them. So, you have the exterior finish, whether that's masonry or siding, Um, you have your plywood, you have the structural studs, you have drywall. There's usually windows that there's also a foundation wall, a footing, stone beneath. Um, Not only that, but adding extra perimeter to the home without increasing the area also increases the complexity of the home. So there's two levels of cost that you're increasing. One, you're just, you're getting more raw materials because the perimeter of your home is more, but also because the complexity is more, you're, probably going to have a more complex roof you're probably going to have a more complex joist system which means maybe there are more lvls in the home to carry the joist maybe um, the joist span gets a little more awkward so you're kind of overpaying for those joists um the complex roof can get just really really funky and expensive um so it's not the end of the world but it is like per square foot it's all like, let's use air quotes, negative area um, to make a courtyard space. So you're not adding any square footage there, you're kind of taking away square footage. Um, But you are adding all these factors that could potentially increase your cost. Um, I would say, though, like, I encourage clients to do what you want, and what you really, really, like, want to do. And design around that you probably are able to design a cool courtyard and still hit your budget um it's just something that needs to be factored in very early in the design process and talked about with with builder and pricing and all that really early on and not later it's not a tack on item this is the whole home is kind of designed around this element kind of a thing um so yeah hopefully that helps there cool 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 just looking at some comments i think i answered everything all right any more comments feel free to drop those in the chat whatever platform you're on i'll try to get to those i'm going to jump back to the lot prep costs um so let's just go through a few more of those i think i was on septic and well so um if you are in city limits, you probably have city sewer and water. You might not always, but you probably do. Um, if you're out of city limits, you probably don't. So you'll need to check whether or not you're, and believe it, or not, like the, usually this is even in the listing when you buy the lot, like from your realtor. Um, so you should know this upfront, but if you don't have the connections, you will need a septic system and a well. Um, I think most people know what these are nowadays you can google septics there's a few different types of septics um basically the worse your soil is at receiving the effluent the more expensive your septic field could be cuz you could need to get into a mound system and stuff um so you'll need plenty of room and area to do that um a word of caution so at least where i am in indiana in this area um it's really hard to get a septic field in especially with the new state regulations and everything it's really hard to get a septic field in in less than an acre so if you are looking at a lot that needs a septic field and you're in you know it's 0.8 acres or 0.6 like that's a red flag start asking some serious questions um figure that out meet with the county um it's funny enough it's not the building department usually it's usually the health department that handles these um the septic systems so meet with the county health department um, figured out whether or not a septic field can go on there even before you um, put an offer in on that lot. So another big expense that, again, this is a very surprising one to people when it comes up, is utilities. I think most people assume the utilities needed to build are on a lot, whether that's in the county or in a subdivision, they just think the utilities are there. And this assumption is here because most of the time they are but there's plenty of times where they're not so city the utilities being gas electric sewer water and your um cable and or internet connection um that's an important one as well these can all get expensive so you really want a tap on your site um or like a junction box or or something for all of those five things if you're planning on using these the utilities if it's off your property it's gonna get a little tricky um it needs to be in like a neighbor's easement to be able to access it or there's been times where the utilities we thought were there but then we're on the other side of the road um so we needed to hire somebody to directionally bore them to our side of the street um this can get really expensive um most cities should have maps and diagrams of where the utilities are. If it's in a newer subdivision, they definitely should have um, a utility plan. That's like a big engineering document that has a, a ton of stuff on it. Um, so I would definitely check in on that. Um, let's see here. Even, even cable, the internet thing. So if you're in a subdivision and your subdivision just hasn't gotten internet yet or everybody out there has dish and you want to get comcast or frontier or whoever um to come in and run your internet they may say hey sorry like we didn't run any with the subdivision it's going to be 10 grand to run something now um stuff can get tricky so i i would say make sure all that stuff is on your site before you um yeah put an offer in all right. Another thing to look out for lot prep. I'm just going over lot prep and site costs for those of you jumping in. Um, if you're on any of the platforms, and you have a question, feel free to drop it in the chat. I'd love to help out. If you're doing a, a build project or designing a floor plan, anything like that, um, let me know. I will do my best to answer as many of them as possible. But as of right now, I'm going through um, just some costs to site prep that could be expensive for potential home buyers that didn't realize in the build process. Um, the next one is retaining walls. So this one is usually found out about later on in the process where they might be included in the engineering documents when you're getting like surveys and things back, but, um, retaining walls can be a sneaky one. Like if you want a yard, um, is, is typically when I see these required in a build process. Um, or it's usually the lots that have a very big difference or like a quick difference between um, the grade elevation at different points, like within the lot line, like the cross sloping lots, I'll call it Um, a lot of times those end up with retaining walls down one side or part of one side. Um, So like, say your left lot line is again, five to 10 feet lower than your right. And it's not that big of a lot. Like, there's a lot of stuff you need to fit in there. Um, and you want the front of the grade to be relatively similar. So there will be some makeup grade you may need to do along those sides. You might need a retaining wall to like hold your neighbor's yard back or hold your own yard up. Um, that happens a lot again with, um, steep sloping lots, whether that's up or down toward the back of your lot. Um, if it's steeply sloping up or down and you want any sort of a yard, I guess not just magically going to come in. Um, it usually gets worse when you put a house on it. So you need that retaining wall to either hold back an upsloping lot so you can have a little playing area or support a down-sloping lot so you can have a little playing area. Um, let's see here. Only a few more things on this list. Um, lot prep site costs, soil borings. So this is one, that I, again, I think most people are aware of, um, There are actually two different types you can look into. So um, like a structural soil boring, and I don't know if this is the the technical term, but more of like a septic field soil, soil boring. So a structural goes down a long, long ways. They go down basically as deep as they can to like hit bedrock, it can be 50 to 100 feet. Um, the septic field borings are usually just like test borings. They don't go down nearly as far. Um, I, I think it's in the range of five to 10 feet. Um, again, not a soil scientist, but I believe that's what I was quoted one time. So, um, these two serve totally different purposes. The structural borings, you're discovering whether or not your soils are adequate to build on, if there's any organic matter in there and it should also find the water table for you. Um, which is really helpful to know if your basement's gonna be at or below or around that. Um, and then the septic field, those are usually only taken where you wanna put your septic field. Um, and they're usually only taken a few feet. It's just to assess the soil type. So, what, um, again, when your effluent goes into your septic field, how well that soil type is at absorbing that and like essentially treating it. Um, so sandy soils are better for this. Um, organic soils are bad. Um, so something to keep in mind, if you have a high water table, that can also really be an issue because you don't want the effluent mixing with the water, um, like really quickly mixing with the groundwater. So something to pay attention to there. Um, let's see here only a couple things more on my list and then I'm gonna wrap it up if you have any questions feel free to hit those hit me up in the chat um, the legal aspect is I think a surprise cost to a lot of people relating to their land um, so if your parcel doesn't um, doesn't directly meet up with a public right-of way like a road you might need to establish an access easement through someone else's land um, there might be easements on your lot already that you need to discover and uncover um if you're like on a narrow lot and your driveways to the side you might share a driveway with someone well that needs to you should have a um, shared driveway easement and or agreement um, in place um if you need to parcel out the land let's so say you have you got 10 acres you want to give five to your brother or sister um, you might need an attorney to do that um, and parcel it out etc and then the last thing that sneaks up on people last thing again this is not an exhaustive list but just what I've commonly come across is um, if you're building in a subdivision a lot of times they will have uh, HOA review fee and/ or a deposit required to build. Um, so the HOA review fee, they may, they might hire an architect to review your plans or they have a board, um, and there's just a cost associated with reviewing your plans to make sure they meet their guidelines. They may request a deposit, um, some, they're usually refundable. Um, but just to ensure that you built to, to your specs and everything like that, um, So, they may ask you to put a chunk of money down and then it's refundable at the end when everything passes and all that jazz. So, I would keep your eye out for that. Anything else that you guys have questions on, again, feel free to reach out. I love chatting. I'm probably the easiest to reach on Instagram at Burnham Design Co B I R N A M Design Co. Um, I make most of my stuff for TikTok. So, if you want to follow along, to what I'm saying on a daily basis, TikTok is where it's at for that. Um, but yeah, you can connect with me on any of the platforms. So I have TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, YouTube. Um, it's either Burnham Design Co B I R N A M Design Co or my name, Adam Steiner, on all those S T E I N E R. Um, I'll keep the stream open for just another minute. See if anybody's got a question. They just want to drop in and say, hey, looking over the chat now. Let's see here. Yeah, I think we got to everything. So if you have any final comments or questions, type fast. This episode is going quick. let's see here. I, I, Oh, I do have an an announcement. Um, I will be streaming wingspan tomorrow for a, um, uh, charity fundraiser for gaming streamers. So the rest of the people are, um, actual video game streamers and through friends of friends, I got asked and, um, so me and another um, buddy of mine who's an architect runs his own firm Um, we will be playing a board game on steam called wingspan it's about birding um it's awesome it's tomorrow that's friday noon central time um so we'll be on we'll be chatting about birds and we'll be chatting about things like homes and floor plans and other games so um if anybody wants to drop in on that yeah definitely do come say hi um it's for a cool cause that they're raising money for um kids that are stuck in hospitals to get video game systems so they can just have a little bit more of a normal childhood um which i think is cool so um yeah make sure and jump on for that it's um i'll put the link in my bio for those of you that are interested um and jump over there so that's october 21st at noon All right, any last-second questions? Again, type fast. I'm taking off here.